Hi there, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this show is for you if you're a values-driven coach working toward a business that feels real, that serves people in a meaningful way, and makes you feel proud of what you've created. Today's guest is Amy Beheimer, who helps people with autoimmune disease take control of their health so that they can feel better today and worry less about tomorrow. So Amy is such an incredible example of a coach who always strives to center her clients. And over the last little while, she's been tweaking her offers and her pricing in order to discover what will really serve her audience the best while still feeding her business. So Amy came into our session with a pretty clear idea about the changes that she wanted to make to bring back a course and restructure her membership. So the two of us then, we just put our heads together to help her feel confident about those changes and talk a bit about how to put them in place. So during our conversation, Amy realized a couple of things about her audience. Number one, A course with a beginning, a middle, and an end is the perfect foundation her clients need to then grow and move forward in a less structured way on their own. A membership with a one-time fee is the best container to help folks move forward with enough support yet without any pressure. And then number three... Absorbing her course into her membership, this just made perfect sense for Amy, given what she'd learned about her audience. So now whether you're still working one-on-one with clients or you've got all sorts of offerings, what I invite you to plug into today is how Amy and I both centered the client as we determined the best changes Amy could make in her business. So as you listen along, just ask yourself, when I center my client, What, if any, changes should I make to the structure of my business? And with that, let's get going. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. We made it. Hi, Dallas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're here. So before we get to coaching, I'd love to just check in. How are things going for you inside the hive? I've been in since it's been about seven months or so. Okay. And I have to say, I mean, you always had me from habits. You, at one point very early, I heard you say that habits are sexy and Mm -hmm. building a business and doing these things using habits, which we'll learn is really my love language and how I serve people and it's in the name of my podcast and all all the things. So when I find in the hive that, you know, I'm looking for something, it really is, I need to go back and and start building the habits. So I feel very led and grounded in that. And the people are just unmatched. So it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I agree. The people are unmatched. We opened our Facebook group back up. So mm-hmm. for our, our listeners, we did an experiment and Mark Zuckerberg's evil plan to keep everyone on Facebook is working. So we moved our platform off of Facebook, but came back yesterday and everyone's just so happy (laughs) to be back together again, right? (laughs) And I never had Facebook before starting a business. Mm -hmm. And so when I when you asked us for our feedback, I think my exact response was, wow, I never thought I would say this, but I think I will be more engaged in Facebook just because I have it open for other things. And yeah, he won. That was the number one piece of feedback we got. Literally, I never thought I'd be saying this, but please go back to Facebook. So, and I think I've already, I think I've already shared and posted and responded to two or three things in a day. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's good to be there. Yes. Okay, 
Gosh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. It's been a minute since we agreed that you'd come on the show. And I think our topic has even evolved a little bit since I first invited you to come on the show. So I'm excited to dig in. Can you share with our listeners what you want to take away from our time together today? I would love to leave with some clarity and a confidence in my offer and the way that I am going to serve my people moving forward. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll share with you some of what that has entailed up until this point, but um, it's really starting to formulate in my head and I'm getting some of those feels of, oh, this is a heck yes offer, meaning, you know, my confidence and what I've learned mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. And so just kind of talking through that as I step into it would be amazing. Great. So let's get you clear and confident on the offer for the way, the best way for you to serve your audience moving forward. I think it's going to be helpful if you gave me and everyone listening some context. So take us through the evolution and then we'll look into the future. Okay. So just I'll include a little bit about my story just because it makes sense mm-hmm. in terms of how I'm coming at this second career of coaching. You know, I have been a pharmacist in a healthcare setting for 15 plus years. And about five years ago, started getting the itch of, I want to start working with people in this capacity, in this coaching capacity. I live with multiple sclerosis and autoimmune disease and really have experienced firsthand as a client of coaching, just Mm. the amazing power that our mindset, as well as our habits and all the things that we do lifestyle wise, what we, what it can do living with a disease that can be chronic, debilitating, progressive, some pretty scary words are associated with autoimmune disease. And Mm -hmm. so I felt that firsthand. I still do, you know, I still invest in coaching and I just knew that I wanted to help others explore and do the same. And so never having the intent right away to leave pharmacy. And so when I look at kind of how my business evolved, it looks a little bit different. And I think that's because I really want to serve people while also still working in pharmacy in some capacity. Mm -hmm. So over the past couple of years, I've worked one-on-one with clients and I still do, and I love it. But just from a time standpoint, I'm, I'm strapped for time. And so I also love to teach and I and I feel like I have a unique perspective with my background in conventional medicine and my education and so really stepping into this sweet spot of teaching coaching and that lends well to a group. Yeah. And so I put together a 10-week course called Autoimmune Academy and I have run that course twice in the past couple of years with amazing success in terms of the feedback from the people that went through it. Um, Not massive number success, but just from the process. And so I have done that course. Then I kind of thought, well, you know, we have these diseases for life. So Mm -hmm. a membership and, you know, a lower cost to entry may be an amazing offering for people who want to experience coaching that maybe otherwise wouldn't. So I really put a lot of my efforts into starting a membership and the membership is up and running again with, with modest numbers and 
and I'm finding challenges with the membership as well. So it kind mm-hmm. of, of course, and not, nothing that was a surprise to me, yeah. um, but it's kind of just floating in my brain some having done a couple different ways. I'm really starting to get clear on what does, what do my people need? And that's starting to become more clear. Yeah. Okay. Can you share a little bit? I find this so interesting. Share a little bit about, this is a two-part question. Part one, what was behind your decision to shift it to a membership? I don't want to make any assumptions. And I know we've talked about this, but I want our listeners to hear. And then can you talk a little bit about what feels challenging about the membership? So the decision to go to a membership, I think partially was I'm in a membership as Mm -hmm. a coaching client. And I love the kind of constant ability to get new ideas and learn new things and work on different things. And so I think I thought that maybe other people would crave more of that kind of ongoing support. Yeah. I I also would have calls with people who, you know, they may not have been in a place to be curious enough about coaching to invest in the cost of a course or an upfront investment. Mm -hmm. And so there was a little bit of thinking I was meeting them where they were at with a more accessible option. In terms of pricing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So what's been tricky about the membership? What's been tricky is despite all the guidance inside the membership of what learning there is and you know people at different levels or not quite all consuming the same baseline or foundational information that really sets them up for success on how we're going to work together. Mhm. Yes. So it's yeah, you're so like with a course there's a beginning, a middle and an end. With private clients it's such an intimate relationship that you know where they're at at all times and with a membership it's harder to come up with those that core shared language that core shared foundation to use your word before people move on and the other thing amy i don't know if you know this about yourself but what i've observed is you are a bit of a unicorn right you are very <laughs> you're nodding for our <laughs> listeners she's nodding right you are an extremely curious person you love learning you're very diligent about how you spend your time so you can self regulate really well inside of a membership where others may become disinterested or overwhelmed or scattered you are naturally such a linear person that i could see you doing really well in a membership yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And, and in terms of, yeah, uh, not everybody approaches it with this. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm going to plan ahead and this is going to be my habit that I'm going to, you know, yeah. do that, that type of thing. And, and the other challenge with the membership really is, you know, I don't have a huge following and I don't, you know, have massive numbers in terms of really getting eyeballs on the membership and, and getting them, you know, yeah. members in. So for it's just not really sust- right now anyhow it sounds like it's not sustainable for the business to have a membership because of the it's an accessible price point but it's it's not a lot of people inside. Okay. Absolutely. So what I want to just narrate here is how client centered you are being as you continue to evolve your offers and when we center the client it kind of can 
it can mean starting over, right? Or being in this evolution, but that's important if we're really going to serve people. But it can also quiet some of the noise. So I just want to acknowledge you for being client-centered as you shift the offer again. Let's dig into your offer. What questions do you have for me around offer 3.0? <laughs> offer 3.0, yes. You're, you're, hmm. you're right. It's this mentality of everything I've done has led to this versus, oh, I'm not doing that. I mean, I, I look at um, the content and the work and, and I think it all has its role. Um, but what, so what I'm thinking is because of the momentum and the benefit of going through that course together live, mm-hmm. I'm thinking three times a year would be feasible to really set up. These are the dates that this 10 week course takes place and really try to, I think, I think you used the term cohorts before, but mm-hmm. really try to get people in during that period so that we can go on that journey together. From that, you know, from the, the people who have gone through the course in the past on the feedback, you know, I asked the question in an ideal world, how would I continue to serve you? And consistently, it's some flavor of, you know, having monthly check-ins or having a place to come. And that is why the other part of where the membership comes in is I would love when the course is over to be able to continue to offer a place where people can come. And, and kind of the three C's of my membership are coaching, community, and curriculum. And so I would like to be able to continue offering that on the back end of the course mm-hmm. in Um, a membership format because, you know, things change with with autoimmune diagnoses. It could be a new symptom. It could be just a time and a season that people want to go all in on their health or life happens. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I have a clarifying question here. Let me reflect what I'm hearing. You're looking at moving to a launch model, essentially, where three times a year you will open up a cohort and where everyone begins is inside of the 10-week autoimmune academy. Yes. So am I signing up for the autoimmune academy? And then at the end of that, I'll have the option to join the membership? Or am I signing up for the membership and it begins and the autoimmune academy essentially lives inside of the membership? I was thinking the latter. Okay. Yeah. Because I even think that the membership could potentially be open for those, let's say they they find me in between and mm-hmm. get on a call and they want to be able to get started and they know the date of when the next live course is coming. I think that there could be a world that the membership, I still want it to be extremely valuable in between. I still want to show up every week and continue with that community coaching and curriculum and make it where it is a habit for for those who thrive in a membership in that way. Got it. So there is the opportunity for evergreen enrollment into the membership. And then three times a year inside the membership, you're going to go through the Autoimmune Academy together. And if I've been in the membership for two years and I just really want to go deeper or have a bit of a reset or a recommitment, I'm welcome to join. But you'll use this event inside the membership as the reason for new people to come in. 
Absolutely. And I, and I love the way you said that as well, like as a reminder where if, if you've been through before, come on back through because that's, you know, a big thing I offer is keeping up with the science of autoimmune health so that you don't have to, you know, there is so much. And that is, that is my, my jam and, Mm -hmm. you know, my PharmD training, you know, if nothing else has set me up for how to interpret literature, how to really boil down. There is all this overwhelming amount of science and, oh, do this, do that. Well, what, you know, what does that really mean for you? Mm -hmm. And I one time had a client who I loved it. She said in terms of why she, why she chose me as her coach. And she's like, you have skin in the game. She's like, I can, I can trust that, you know, you're living with with these diagnoses and, and you're, you're doing it. And and it is so true. This is, I'm doing this work and just, you know, am on a mission to share it in a way that is approachable Mm -hmm. and simple for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this idea. I love this idea so much because I see a world where, the membership really doesn't have to be very curriculum led. You've got the core content in the membership, which is the autoimmune academy, mm-hmm. right? And then perhaps when and if you need to drop another training, you can. But sometimes a mistake a lot of us make with memberships, I know I did when I had one, was just assuming, oh, it's a new month. That means I've got to cook up a new training and it's all this stuff we're throwing at people and they get overwhelmed. Yeah. So I see this being much more sustainable for you in just in terms of the membership. So I am all about this structure. I think it's really, really smart. What questions do you have for me or what do we need to talk through in order to really solidify this for you? I guess maybe the, in my mind, so, Mm -hmm. so what I've been playing with and is a lifetime or let me rephrase that a, I heard it said once a one-time fee. Mm Mm-hmm. So the one-time fee would be upon joining and that could have payment plans with ongoing access. And in my mind, I feel that that can work and would be so, um, the best way to describe it is, you know, energy is something that's a commonality with a lot of people with autoimmune disease. You know, we need to preserve our energy. And so I often coach and teach on, you know, minimizing all these decisions that we make all day, every yeah. day. And again, back to habits. How do we automate the things that are helping us? And so I love the idea of showing up and making that decision once and not having to come back to it over and over again this month, or do I want to re-up? Do I want to do that? But instead, you know, you're investing and then you always have a place to come for the how, because there's a lot, you know, I, I teach the what and the why, because that helps us understand. It helps us know our why, as well as why these things work. Mm-hmm. But how is the part that takes time and, and is the, the falling and getting back up and having a place to come for the how. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious on how, how that sounds. Yeah, let's talk it through. So tell me more about why you intentionally corrected yourself when you said lifetime and changed the language to one-time payment. So I have been in, I have been, I've purchased lifetime membership. 
options mm-hmm. like this. And I love them. I have to say from usually it's, you know, more of a business, uh, yep. membership, but being able to just dip in when I need it, you know, that kind of thing, lifetime access for everything from my understanding is lifetime of the program. Correct. So yep. of course it would be as long as I have the program. I just would of course make that so clear, but I, but I would want to make sure that people did not feel any sort of way if, if for some reason the program is no longer. So I was yeah. trying to think of other ways to say, is it ongoing access and a one-time fee versus, you know, what, what that would look like? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think this is such a smart idea because what I understand is by having the membership absorb the autoimmune academy. This gives you some structure to when you'll really do an enrollment push and when you won't. It also really serves your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that's really wise. And I think what I'm understanding here with the one-time fee and a payment plan, you're just taking care of people. Now they're they're in. And when I'm really, when I've got the bandwidth to learn a lot. It's there. Maybe I could go through a season where I'm feeling really great and just kind of don't want to think about my autoimmune (laughs) systems for a while. I don't feel like I'm wasting my money. So it feels very client-centered. And one-time fee with a payment plan, you are still maintaining price accessibility. So for me, Amy, it's ticking all of those boxes that I know are important to you. I think the question becomes, how much do you charge in order for the business to be profitable? Well, and also, you know, the volume, you know, because because one time and if people are just coming in and and I think the immediate thought would be, oh, is does the volume get too too big? But knowing that people come, go, they don't have this pressure to come to every weekly call. I'm going to be there every week and I'm going to be, of course, recording and they can watch. But I don't think that I'm going to hit a volume issue for quite a while. I can always add more calls if I need to, and it can always grow and evolve within that. And and the other piece I wanted to to mention is then I would love to be able to open up one-on-one spots from my community for yeah. those seasons that they do want to go all in and those seasons that they do want to take a personalized approach. Um, and we kind of get to jump in from a great starting place because we're kind of speaking the same language. Yeah. What I can tell you in terms of volume, the first 100 days that someone is in a long-term program are crucial. The research points to that being this very important window of time. And when you onboard people thoroughly and you really care for them in those first 100 days in particular, then their feet are on the ground. They become much more self-sustained and eventually become leaders inside of your program. Yeah. So you let's cross this bridge when you come to it and actually invite the problem in. Wouldn't it be a great problem for you to realize, oh, oops, when I enroll for a new cohort, I have just discovered that I can't do that well for more than, I'm making this number up, 40 people at a time for example. So let's so just know that you will learn how much is too much and how to then make adjustments so it isn't too much as you hit those milestones. Yeah, okay. But we have some people in the hive who 
I don't know if you've ever had this experience where suddenly someone is getting coaching from me and you're thinking, who is this person? I have never seen them on a call. (laughs) They're kind of life lifers, right? They've been in the program. It's worked so well for them. It makes sense to stay because they know they can jump in and get coaching when they need it. So that's the evolution a lot of your clients will also be on. Yeah. And my, you know, two of my dreamiest clients, they just soared after, you know, three, six months together. And they do, they come back, they check in, they, they want, you know, those for this came up and, and I just want to ask these questions that that happens too, where, you know, something happens and I don't want people to have to Google things and mm-hmm. get confused. And so to have that, to be able to, to touch in on would be, yeah. um, would be the goal. Yeah. So just look forward to bringing in more and more infrastructure as the membership grows, but that probably that hearing me use that word probably makes your heart sing because that's Love it. like totally your jam. Okay, yeah, good. good. You're absolutely correct. And and what's wild is I was sitting in a. Are you familiar with Lean Training? It's no, more in, it's more in the business world, but in it's in healthcare as well, and it's it's based on a no error system. Comes out of Toyota, and it's just this. Uh, these lean principles is how you really strive for excellence with no, you're going, striving for excellence in healthcare, in automobiles, because you have to, you know, keep people safe. And the two principles, so I'm sitting in this training while, you know, a couple of weeks ago, while I'm going through all this, and number one is eliminate waste. And yeah. you have all these structures to eliminate waste. And I'm thinking, well, paying each time is way, you know, so kind of how you said, setting them up for success yeah. And so that felt true. And the second one is just continuous improvement. And I thought, you know, I am committed to continually improve on this thing. And so if this membership is open and it's, they have it for the life of the membership, that's going to be my, as if I needed more of a, a reason, but that continuous improvement. And I have that um, platform to, to just get better and better for them. Yeah, and practice that excellence. Yeah, that's awesome. That would have been a more fun story if you if if lean meant something to you, maybe. <laughs> but um, no, I understand. Was, no lean. Yeah. Hi, folks. Dallas here. If you like this show, please take thirty seconds to follow, rate, review us. That really small action helps me get this podcast into more earbuds. And I realize that there are tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of podcasts that you could listen to. And yet here you are listening to mine. I don't take that lightly. So I just want to thank you for being here. And now back to Amy. Okay. So what concerns, so what's coming up for me, and it was something you shared about uh, meeting expectations. So if it is life access for the life of the program, how are you going to communicate that and really meet people's expectations? I think that I will, I, in my mind, I know they're paying for the price of what the course would be. Yeah. So I I know the value of coming in for that 10 or 12 weeks and getting, you know, so much out of it in that way. Mm-hmm. So everything above that to me, I feel is icing on the cake and is, and I want it to be a long lived icing on the cake 
for them. I have no intention for it not to be. Um, but I guess just, com- I don't know if I communicate that and say, this is, this would have been the cost of, of the, just the program, or if that's even necessary. Yeah. What's coming up for me is less about the cost and more about their experience, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want you to ever find a day where you have to Google something. Yeah. Right. So here's why you pay once and then you have access to the program. I wouldn't say for life. It's you have access to the program for as long as the program is here. Right. Um, I had a, in my former life, I was a coach for actors. I have not done a single thing with actors in seven years. I got an email from an actor last week saying, like, I tried to log into this program, which is totally out of date now. Like, don't, please don't log into that program. It's not going to help you. Um, And I I should have lifetime access. And I had to explain to them the distinction between the life of the program and the life of the the person. So, um, so I think the word lifetime can get misunderstood. So you, so, so maybe I was on a good path to try to avoid using lifetime. So ongoing access. Yeah. You have ongoing access. The program is here. And for as long as it's here, you've got full access to it. And the reason we do this is so you never have to Google your symptoms. So you never feel like you're wasting money. So you can pop in and pop out as you need to, because you've got a life to live. And so you don't miss out on the essential training and tools you need to feel better and live longer. Yeah. And I think that Another piece of this is I want to have a call before they join. I really mm-hmm. want to connect with them. I want to make sure that it's what they're looking for. And it feels like this structure, I can I can really explain that and answer their questions about, about it on a call. Mm-hmm. Compared to the membership, you know, the membership, I was still for a while offering calls and I don't know how sustainable that was yeah. for the lower, but I, I really want to, to connect with them beforehand yeah. at that baseline. Yeah. That is, that's, that's aligned with this, the story you shared about yeah. running your business according to lean, right? Yeah. You're kind of preaching to the choir because I love having one-on-one time with every person before they enter the hive. It's really important to me. So, and another mm-hmm. oh, I just it's I have another unicorn thing is I worried when I had was you know now have 10, 12 clients. Oh, am I going to get those details? I do have a brain that remembers people, things, stories. You know, so I know that call that I can serve them better moving forward, you know, getting to yep. connect with them in that way. Yeah, completely. So yeah. one other consideration that's coming up for me around one payment ongoing access, when you're offering a payment plan, and this is, this is yes, in your terms of service, but I also say it on my sales calls because we have a 12-month payment plan. It's a 12-month program. And so I say very distinctly, you're entering into a 12-month Uh, mentorship program. This is not a monthly membership. It's a 12-month contract. So letting people know who are on the payment plan that it's not like Netflix where you can cancel anytime. You'll just have to really 
articulate that in a kind and clear way. Because that could, six months in, if I'm on like a nine-month payment plan, six months in, I could maybe forget that this isn't a membership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if they want to, um, let's say they're six months in and they do reach out and they want to, then that just becomes... A, a question of this, this was the agreement or do you find you let them cancel? <laughs> Amy, this is so tricky, right? Yeah. For a whole host of reasons. Number one, integrity, right? If I'm saying one thing and then behind the scenes doing something else, that is not cool. Mm-hmm. Number two, fairness, right? So the people who don't have to keep their contracts are the ones who have a lived experience where they feel that they are in a position to get out of their agreements. Right? Yeah. And I'm like tiptoeing around that a little bit, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's that piece. Then there's the piece of, boy, when it gets tough is when you need this program most. So am I really serving you? That can get so slippery so fast. Um, and then there are those unique and rare circumstances where the most appropriate thing is to let someone out of their contract. So I can tell you inside the hive, we rarely I actually shared this on a call earlier this month when we had, were you there when we had that whole conversation about discounts, not being scholarships? I got to yeah. watch the recording. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That was such yeah. a juicy conversation. Mm-hmm. So Maybe twice a year, we will have someone who the smart thing to do is to either pause their payments and their access to the program, or we've only ever had some one person leave. Um, my point is, we're very clear in our languaging, right? So when you enter in, the contract is crystal clear, right? It's 365 days we're working together. When someone does reach out saying they need to stop or whatever that might be, we give them the opportunity to decide if their circumstance meets our unique and rare circumstances criteria, which we spell out for folks. We had a Hive member whose home was destroyed in a hurricane. They needed to not be in the Hive for a little while. Right. But that's what we're talking about. So what I find is when we're really clear in the language, really clear about really clear in guiding folks who are asking to break the contract, guiding them to an integrity filled decision about whether or not it's right for them to cancel. I feel so good about people staying, people pausing, people leaving, because my communication is so intentional around that. And I think I, I think I'd love to offer twelve months or six months even. I just didn't know if that was too long to offer. Well, here's what I can tell you from my own experience. Number one, a twelve month payment plan is going to allow you to have a more profitable business. You have to keep that in mind because you could have people six years from now who are you're coaching them and they paid forever ago. And if they only paid $1,000, that's not making much sense, right? Um, So that's a consideration for the business. But the other thing I will tell you is you will have more enrollments with with a longer payment plan. You will also have a higher rate of defaulted payments with a longer payment plan. What I have found is the number of 
sales. I'm going to be more concrete. Back in my days when I served actors, I had a program that was $900, which might as well have been $9,000. That was a big investment at the time for that particular audience. The program was eight weeks long. We had a 10-month payment plan. Okay. 90% of our students chose the payment plan. And only 10% of those people ghosted on their payments. And it always happened at month six or later. So for just looking at profitability, that extended payment plan made so much sense for my business. Okay. Okay. So even if it's 12 months and done, it's, it's, they yeah. still have that option to be able to yeah. lower cost to entry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just being clear that it is 12 months and then, okay. Okay. And I wouldn't even talk about the, I wouldn't, I would try to avoid using the word months as often as you can. Okay. That can get mistaken as membership, right? Got it. So it's yep. 12 payments billed every 30 days. Okay. Yeah. Yep. A word trick. So, yeah. But I also just want to narrate this for our listeners. This is what it looks like to be client-centered. We're not trying to be tricky here, right? Like, how can we fool people in? No. We're being so clear so that there's no unconscious misunderstanding. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't want to leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth. No, no. And, yeah. I, and I really feel, yeah, I feel so calm. I, I, I feel that I am able to serve them and it's a no-brainer, I, yep. which is which is really what I want. I want it to feel like a no-brainer and that they feel supported and like I get where they're coming from. Yeah, that's beautiful. So good. So what other questions do you have around this offer? I think at this point, it's more the logistics of, you know, going, pulling out my old launch type model in terms of what that looks like with hosting a couple webinars. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I also am really leaning into partnering with physician offices yeah. to try to reach people there who are wanting to be able to feel better. And, and physicians feel at a loss, you know, they leave, they leave the office and, you know, they say these things that, that can help, but really it really ends there. And so I actually have a talk at one, actually my neurologist office, which is a large center here. And so I love the idea of really just inviting them into a, a call with me yeah. afterwards. And, and I think that, that that would be my my one other question. And this may dive into a whole nother world, but because I want to do a call when I am doing classes or webinars is it, do I go into the program or the course or the membership, or do I only say, let's get on a call? There's a happy medium for sure. Okay. Okay. So whether, and it's a different process when the event, the, the class you're teaching is hosted by you versus hosted by someone else. Okay. So when you're guest teaching, I would not recommend that the call to action be to apply or get on a call with you. Okay. The call to action is going to be get some sort of lead magnet, some sort of free resource. Then they're in a marketing funnel. Okay. Okay. When it's your own launch webinar, the call to action 
is 100% to apply and they need to know what they're applying for. Okay. So you are selling the program, right? You're sharing the three C's, right? Your community and highlighting the curriculum and that there's coaching involved. And then you get to give them almost like a free pass. So when I think about when I launch the Hive, I will say something like, here's the good news. I'm not actually asking you to decide about the Hive today. That's not even an option. Even if you know you're in, we have to talk one-on-one first. And then I explain why, right? So all you need to decide about today is whether or not you want to learn if this program is for you. Okay. And then sometimes I'll even say, so if you're 51% sure that the program is for you, apply. We will have a conversation and together we'll decide if it's a yes or if it's a no. Okay. But so I mm-hmm. tease Autoimmune Academy as well or? This is the thing I wanted us to talk about. I think it would be easy for folks to get confused. Well, what is the Academy and what is the membership? I think the membership should be called the same thing that your course is called, the Autoimmune Academy, or maybe you change the name of the course to be the name of the membership, because the reason to enroll now is because we are about to embark on a 10-week intensive together where you're going to regulate your sleep and get more energy and beep, bop, boop. Everyone who joins the membership begins with this course, and you're going to get the chance to do it live as a group. Okay. So that's like the introductory, that's the core curriculum. But calling them two different things is super confusing for people. Okay. And logistics wise, it may be too different for for right now. Tell me more about what you mean. I'm I'm thinking of kind of the way I have it branded and set up. Um, The membership is definitely called Club Habit Hub, which is a my podcast is the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health. Mm-hmm. And so it it is hopefully for those who want to take what we talk about on the podcast deeper in, in the Club Habit Hub. So that's the membership name. Because I think that's more inclusive of the community and and the yeah. coaching. I mean, Autoimmune Academy is feels more like a defined learning experience. Yeah. But but you are right. It is the pillars within of what we will coach and talk about. You know what I'm realizing too is if I'm on a call with you Mm -hmm. and I'm inside the program, I can easily understand what the Autoimmune Academy is. So you don't have to change all the slides you've created for that program, right? The Autoimmune Academy can live inside of the Club Habit Hub right? Did I say that right? It's the club habit hub. Okay, great. But when you're selling it, you do, please do not make that distinction for people. It will, they'll just be confused. So you're inviting people into the club habit hub, right? And the reason to do it now is we're about to do a 10 week intensive to improve your autoimmune health. And then you get into the nitty gritty distinctions as you onboard people into the program. Okay. So on the call, on the, on the webinar, I don't say autoimmune academy. No, it's just, I, I suddenly, what is that? I thought this was the club habit hub. Now I'm confused. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's sort of like, you know, in the hive, we have module zero or course number zero. It would be me taking time to explain course number zero. 
it's essential once you're inside, but you don't need that information in order to decide if you want to join the hive. To make a decision. And I guess that helps with my sales page as well. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Great. I'm excited about this offer 3.0, Amy. It's so client driven. I'm really, really impressed that you've evolved to this. I think it's really great. Well, I so appreciate feedback, coaching, and and guidance along the way, especially, you know, hearing over and over center the client and mm. just is, it's like you put that filter on it and it's like, oh, okay. Like the yeah. answer becomes clear. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, congratulations. I look forward to seeing your launch happen. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to Coaches on a Mission. I'm Dallas Travers, and if you would like to be coached by me on this show, I am totally down for that. Just visit coachesonamission.com to submit a quick application. Now, next week's episode is inspired by, you're not going to believe it, Tupperware parties. So it's a really good one, and I can't wait to share it with you next Sunday. Until then, have a really great week.